So why is sex painful? Why does it hurt? So many couples come to me asking for help with having better sex. Sex that's less uncomfortable and more pleasurable. The truth is, sex never has to be painful. Sex should never be something that you're afraid of or don't want to engage with. In today's podcast, we're going to discuss why sex hurts and how to make it better. Hi, I'm Dr. Neelima Deshpande. I'm a gynecologist with three decades of international experience in women's healthcare. I have expertise in menopause and sexual health. And you're listening to V for Vagina, the podcast that dispels myths and misunderstandings about the vagina and empowers women to talk about their sexual needs, preferences, to improve their sexual well-being and vitality. The couple sitting in front of me were dejected, unhappy, and didn't even want to look at each other. As I questioned them, it appeared that their first attempt at having intercourse was riddled with anxiety and pressure. Neither of them was really good at getting aroused. When they did attempt it, it was so painful and uncomfortable, they just stopped. That was over six months ago. Since then, they had a fighting match about who was responsible for the sex being so painful. She blamed her husband for not getting a proper erection, not penetrating because his erection wasn't hard enough. He was saying, oh my God, it just feels like I've hit a wall. I don't know what to do after that. I'm so anxious. And the look on her face, it just puts me off. And she described her body when he was attempting to enter her. The body was rigid. The thighs were tight. She clenched her teeth and screwed up her eyes. I made this awful face. No wonder he lost it. The trouble is, when sex becomes work, pleasure takes a hike. Yeah, you can have a baby. It's not great fun, is it? I've talked before about how the vagina is an accommodator. The penis, however erect it may be, however strong the erection, if the muscles at the entrance of the vagina are tight and rigid, no amount of great erection is going to solve that problem. If there's a huge amount of fear and anxiety, you won't have arousal. If you don't have arousal, you're not going to have lubrication. Lack of lubrication is one of the primary causes of why sex can become painful. So why does sex hurt? And why do so many people tolerate painful sex? Just recently, I had a couple who said that they've always had painful sex. In fact, sex has been so uncomfortable that they've reduced the frequency to once in every two or three months. Guess what? Now it's painful every single time because the vagina just never gets used to the feeling of having a penis inside it and what it takes to actually relax the pelvic floor muscles to allow that to happen. One of the commonest causes for painful intercourse or unconsummated marriage because of pain is a condition called vaginismus where the pelvic floor muscles have an involuntary contraction to stop penetration from happening. Not just penetration by the penis, by the way. Women who have this condition called vaginismus may never have been able to use tampons or insert a finger inside and uh, recently, with the popularity of the menstrual cup, may find themselves in despair because they cannot even imagine 
using a menstrual cup. Girls with vaginismus can often feel really left out. Huge amount of self-doubt and concern about something being wrong with them can hamper their ability to actually enter a sexual relationship and feel good about their bodies. This inability to explore their own bodies can have other consequences too. Remember, it's not always the doctor's responsibility to examine the woman. Sometimes, as a process of normal growing up, girls and women do check themselves with their fingers. And something I encourage, definitely with a mirror. I've had several clients over the years who've had either got a septum or a blind pouch where the vagina should be. So the partner or husband's feeling that they're hitting a wall isn't entirely false. It's not just the muscles. There's actually something there that's stopping them from entering the vagina. Needless to say, any kind of force with sex is painful. Then there are other conditions that are painful inside, deep inside. Conditions like endometriosis, multiple fibroids, ovarian cysts, pelvic inflammatory disease, infections and inflammations of the bladder or bowel, a severely atrophic, dry, shrunken vagina as we see in women post-menopause, a remarkable prolapse, can also be uncomfortable and painful. Besides this, all of the structures in the pelvis, including the joints, the muscles, the ligaments, can also contribute to sex becoming painful. And sometimes, when a couple is young or they're trying to have sex for the first time, they just might not know where this is coming from. Let's look at some key factors. So, what is this thing called the sexual response cycle? So many researchers have described this. But for the average person, you could probably say, it's when you feel aroused, either because of something you're reading, something you're looking at, or something that you're imagining as a part of fantasy. Being touched on your erogenous zones can also make you feel aroused. Each person's experience of arousal is very subjective. There is some element of increase in blood flow to the erogenous zones, which includes the vulva, the clitoris in the female, the vagina beginning to lubricate, the blood flow to the breasts and nipples, the skin around the face and neck, and in men, blood flow to the penis, causing an erection. Typically, women haven't learned to explore themselves, and a large number of the women who come to my clinic don't know where their clitoris is, or even where their vagina is. One of the first exercises I do is to help women have a look at their own vulva and vagina, to actually find out what this thing called the clitoris is. Where is the urethra? Where is the vagina? What is the hymen? With stimulation around the genitals, the clitoris, sometimes not direct stimulation, but around the clitoris, as arousal increases and vaginal lubrication increases, this can feed into desire, the sheer wanting of the process going further. And arousal, as it increases, increases, and increases, leads to a peak. And for most women, experiencing this peak of arousal, their ability to let go of expectations is what actually determines their ability to orgasm. Orgasm involves a huge flood of hormones and chemicals through the brain and the body and rapid contractions and relaxations of the pelvic floor with an experience of intense pleasure, just like being in a trance state. And then there's a resolution phase. For men, the orgasm actually involves a cerebral experience of deep pleasure as well as a physical experience of ejaculation. 
most men will probably describe their orgasm and ejaculation happening together. But it doesn't have to be, because orgasm actually happens in the brain. You can experience multiple cycles of pleasure and delay ejaculation. Then there's resolution, a deep sense of relaxation as the blood flow gets restored to normal, the contractions of the pelvic floor relax, the muscles of the body relax, and in men, the erection subsides. So many things can hamper each one of these processes leading to pain. Not being aroused, not being lubricated is one of the most important reasons why women suffer pain. Sometimes this lack of arousal can be because of being on medicines like the combined oral contraceptive pill, like being on anti-allergy medication, antidepressants, if you're breastfeeding, or if you're on any other kind of hormone medication, if you're menopausal, if you've been recently treated with antibiotics for an infection, if you've been in pain for any reason, mental or physical, all of these things can block the arousal from happening. In fact, from all the clients I see, pain, fear and anger are some of the biggest blocks to getting aroused. I had a client just recently, she was still hung up on all of the complications that happened at her wedding. She loves her partner. But every time she sees him, she can't get out of her head what happened at the wedding ceremony. How people behaved with her. How she was treated. Financial worries. Career problems. Feeling humiliated. Uncomfortable. All these memories come flooding back to her when she looks at him. And arousal goes for a toss. No wonder sex is painful. And then this pain gets layered on top of the psychological pain, making sex an uncomfortable, unwelcome intrusion into her otherwise normal life. Another lady who came to me, unfortunately, saw her mother suffer with breast cancer and eventually die of the complications of all the surgery, chemotherapy and radiotherapy. It was a miserable two months. She'd been coerced into getting married just so that her mother could see her happily married off before she died. When she came to me, she was in deep depression. She was angry, not just with her mother, but with the entire medical establishment that gave her mother the treatment that caused so much suffering. The whole experience of marriage, of having sex, of having to leave her mother to go on a pretend honeymoon, Everything caused her to plunge into this deep depression. And of course, when she tried to have sex with her husband, she couldn't feel anything other than pain. And the pain wasn't physical. It was psychological. But it manifested as lack of arousal and zero lubrication. And unlike you, who has the opportunity to actually find out what to do with the dry vagina, she didn't. She didn't even try using a lubricant. We know from studies of women going through menopause, having orgasms can be an amazing gift to help balance some of the hormonal irregularities at menopause. And certainly, becoming orgasmic can make a big difference to how well the vagina lubricates, even though it may not be exactly the same as it was when they were younger. It's just the sensation inside the vagina is different when it's accompanied by being orgasmic. There are some other causes of painful intercourse that don't get the attention they need. And sometimes 
the diagnosis is delayed. Delayed so long that a woman and a man's life can get totally disrupted by the pain until they can find a solution for it. One such important condition is endometriosis. And for that, I want to tell you the story of a young girl who came to see me at 26 years of age. When I spoke to her, she gave a history of having the most painful periods right from the time she first began having periods. She also gave a history of passing blood in her urine every now and again. More often than not, her GP thought it was a urinary infection and treated her with antibiotics. She'd been married a couple of years and was trying for a baby. Sex was incredibly painful. And she noticed that it was excruciating in some particular positions. Many times, leading up to her period, even passing urine and stools became incredibly painful. This lady ended up with a diagnosis of endometriosis. And endometriosis is a very painful condition where the lining of the womb gets deposited outside the womb in places where it shouldn't be. It can often collect around the eggs, behind the uterus, near the bladder and the bowel, severe painful periods, heavy periods, infertility and painful sex are the markers of this condition. And we know from research it can take up to seven years before it's diagnosed. I've talked about endometriosis before and how it can be reversed with certain very important lifestyle changes, including an improvement in nutrition and movement. It's been called a disease of affluence, although that's not necessarily true. We do see endometriosis in women who are malnourished and maybe who rely a lot on processed food. Pelvic inflammatory disease is a condition caused by infections, mostly sexually transmitted infections, although infections like tuberculosis can also be a part of this complex. The entire area of the genitals, including the vulva, the vagina, the cervix, the uterus, the tubes and ovaries and the peritoneum around the ovaries, can get inflamed and sex can become painful. This painful sex then stops the arousal process and can hamper desire as well. In men, infections of the penis, the testes, the epididymis, the prostate glands can also manifest as pain. Some rarer causes of painful sex can be bladder issues, particularly in women, a condition called interstitial cystitis. But the bladder is shrunken, painful, uncomfortable, and intercourse with a condition like this can be really painful. Certain infections like herpes on the vulva can set a precedence for pain, change in sensations and discomfort even long after all the vesicles have healed. If you're somebody who's suffering with pain with intercourse or attempted intercourse, it's best not to waste time. Don't practice having bad sex or a poor quality of sex. The longer you leave it, you just practice not having good sex. See your doctor or book an appointment to get examined and assessed in time. I want to invite you to a very unique couples retreat where I give my individual and personalized attention for 15 days in a residential workshop for couples who want to overcome discomfort and pain during sex, including conditions like vaginismus, where they learn the role of the pelvic floor, mutual satisfaction, understanding communication about their needs and preferences, understanding how to communicate 
with the outside world and how to boost couple self-esteem. In this unique workshop, where I give my personal attention, I can only take eight couples at a time. If it's something that you're interested in, get in touch with me to see if you're eligible to participate in such a workshop. Remember to like, subscribe and share this podcast with whoever you think needs to hear it. If you'd like to talk to me one-on-one for a personal consultation, get in touch with me via my website www.drnilima.com and you'll find a button there where you can click and book a slot with me. And I'll be sure to respond to any of your queries. Thank you. Disclaimer. This podcast is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and the materials linked to this podcast is at the user's or listener's own risk. The content on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.